guys, this is Kiwi Swicky with The Resale Revolution, and I am wanting to talk to you guys about something really important. So I saw on a Facebook post today that a lady was had bought something off of one of the Facebook forms, and she was about to go pick it up, and she was concerned about what to tell the seller uh, about what she was going to do with it, that her intentions were to resell it. She was afraid of the negative feedback she might get from the seller. And so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this because I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been the seller of things and I've been the buyer of things as many of you guys have been. Um, but I've also had some negative experience with selling things because people were taking advantage of uh, my situation and they were going to be making a profit off of it, but it kind of turned into a negative thing instead of them helping me out. Okay, so we're going to get right into this uh, right after cue up the intro. What does it take to start a revolution? revolution. It takes guts, guts. Determination, determination, and most importantly, know-how. Know -how. This is the Resale Revolution Podcast. You want all the secrets to making money on the side? Women all over the globe are building their own resale businesses with their own money and pursuing the lives they want to live and doing it on their terms. You want freedom. You want success. This is where to get the tips to make that a reality. This is the Resale Revolution Podcast. All right, so we've all been there. We've bought things, we've had a garage sale, an estate sale, and someone asks you, what are you going to do with this? You know, they're genuinely curious if you're going to craft with it or give it as a gift. Um, I know there's a lot of guilt surrounding telling people that you're going to resell it and make a profit off of it, um, but there's lots of ways to do that. And I generally just say, um, oh, I have, like, someone who's looking for this or... Um, I have a store and so I'm going to offer it to, you know, like-minded people that are going to really enjoy this. Uh, you just kind of make it positive. Like, don't don't act all sketchy like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money on this. But I don't want to tell you that because you have to realize that they're selling it at a garage sale or an estate sale. And they're happy that they were just able to let go of it. Um, you know, a lot of people don't care that you're going to make money on it. And you should not feel guilty um, because again, you know, I talked about this in a couple other podcasts, you know, you earn that money, you have to go and clean the item up, you have to give it value, you have to place it in front of the right market, you have to do the work. I get so frustrated going to garage sales and seeing people asking eBay prices, like they looked it up. And they're like, Oh, on eBay, it's selling for this. Well, it's work to sell on eBay. It's not it's not as easy as putting something out in front of your house and putting up some signs. Like you have to take pictures of it. You have to accurately describe it. You have to do the research on what it's worth and how to list it. You have to cross list it. You have to ship it. Like it's not, it's not easy. And at a garage sale, you should not be asking eBay prices for things. Um, but that's a side rant. So back to this, you know, they're, they're just happy to let go of things. And you know, they, you're paying, you know, even if you haggle with them a little bit, it's still a price that you guys agreed on. You know, if you, if they wanted $20 for something and you offer them 10 and then you agreed on 15, like that's still a negotiation where it's a win-win. Everybody's still happy. 
the issue comes up, and this is when it becomes an issue that you're doing it unethically, is when you are taking advantage of someone's hardship. Um, now, you know, say someone has like, okay, we'll just use a car as an example. Say they're selling their car and they're selling their car because, you know, they have medical issues or their, their house is about to get foreclosed on or whatever reason, and they really, really need the money. And, you know, maybe they're asking a tad bit too much. And so, you know, the ethical way would be to negotiate it to a price in which you both agree. But I have been in the position where I've been in hardship and I've had to let something go that I loved. And I had people come and like tooth and nail haggle for like an, a screaming deal. And they were doing it because they knew I needed the money desperately. And at that point, I, it wasn't a, it, I mean, it was a win-win in the fact that I got money so I could cover my issues, but it was kind of a win-lose because I, as a seller, felt sick to my stomach about having to give away my item and some jerk came and took advantage of my situation. Now, I've sold things in hardship where people were very generous and they gave me asking price because they knew I was in hardship, but I've also been in the position where people have totally taken advantage of it. And they've been extremely, uh, they just take an advantage. I don't know the other words to use, but it, it left me feeling sick. And that's, that's the example I want to give you that, you know, if you are buying things and you guys have a handshake deal and everything's good, but if you're going in and taking advantage of the fact that someone's down and out and you are haggling really hard and just being a jerk about it to save a few bucks, you can make a few bucks, you know, that's, that's just bad bad karma and bad values. Um, but you should never feel bad. I know that I've seen a lot of people getting harassed for scanning books at sales. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So what, you know, you next time they, if anyone ever gives you any sort of crap about that, just tell them that it's work. It's a job to build a following and to sell this stuff on platforms and listen, photograph it, and have the setup. And it's an investment. I don't know. I just spent $150 on a brand new light kit. And, you know, I have money into my phone and into apps and time into editing my photos and, you know, rearranging my backdrop and all this stuff. So I have, I've invested. Like, it's a business. It's not free money. And so, you know, if anyone gives you crap, be like, oh, well, you could do the same thing and make a little money, but it's work. And, you know, it's not easy. I mean, it's a little easy. It's, it's easier than going and getting like a night job. <laughs> and it's more enjoyable. But it's still work. It's not free money. And I want you guys to just not feel bad buying things from sales to resell. Um, because you're, you're doing everyone a favor, especially if you shop locally. Like I, with my store, I tell people, you know, I try to stay in the, the local area. So I'm supporting local families, local estates. Um, local church sales, all that stuff. I mean, I, our, us as resellers are their biggest customer. You know, I'll drop like $100, $200 at the Salvation Army on clothing and stuff and furniture for my store and my online business. So you guys should never feel bad and don't let people harass you because you are adding value to those items that you are buying. I mean, if you get a quick flip there once in a while, great, but you're still adding value by taking the item from one place, adding value to it by taking beautiful photos of it, 
um, refinishing that piece of furniture and then you're offering, offering it to its target market. And that is what you do as a reseller and it's a job and it's not a quick flip. No matter how many of these people tell you it's a quick flip, it's, it's not, quick flipping is not a sustainable model. Like you cannot get enough inventory to make a lifestyle of it. Some people might argue with me, but I've been doing this for 10 years and I've had a store for almost two and a half now, like a retail location. I've sold $200,000 or more in product just out of this location and none of it is an easy quick flip. Like you gotta spend, you gotta go find it. You gotta bring it in and clean it up. And then you got to rearrange it and organize it and move it. And yeah, you'll get those little wins, but there's still overhead and time that goes into it. So don't let anyone give you a hard time because you are doing a service to the people you buy from, to your community, and to your buyers and your family <laughs> or yourself if you're using the money to, uh, you know, enjoy your life. All right, guys. Well, I hope this helps you a little bit. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good weekend of sourcing. Well, tomorrow morning. I hope you found some cool stuff today too. Um, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye.